Witches, wizards, and magic users of every kind, welcome to Repello Mugotum, the wizarding podcast where two Harry Potter fans go head-to-head in a game of trivia, talking, and theater. I'm Maya, pronouns she, her, hers. I belong to Slytherin because of course I do. Uh, I am your lovely moderator and all-powerful judge, except for you, our listener, both at the end of the episode. Here are our competitors, Ari. Hello, my name is Ari. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, or he, him, his. And I am of the house Ravenclaw. Nice to meet you. And Ryan. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm Ryan. Um, he, him, his. I'm here repping Hufflepuff House, of course. Uh, and I just want to say that I'm so happy to be here doing this awesome podcast with my very good friends. Um, thank you all for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy coming up with stuff on the fly. Woot! Yeah, fantastic. So, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, Harry Potter. Do re mi, do re mi. Wait, is that what we were doing? We no, don't have the rights. We don't have the rights I am for that. About Harry Potter. <laughs> for do re mi, we don't have yeah. the rights for soul. Oh yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think do. Nope, not yet. That's not happening. Yeah. Okay. This so is good. We're, we're leaving all of this in, right? All of this is getting left <laughs> yes. in. All of this is getting left in. Perfect. Perfect. What Please. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. So there are five rounds, and the first is Tom Riddle me this, where our competitors ask each other subjective questions about the Potterverse. <laughs> I will distribute between one to five points at my discretion. Ryan, I. What was that evil laugh? I'm a little. Well, no, it was no, 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 it wasn't an evil laugh. I just, I'm still, um, I still laugh at every single round name that we came up with. So, Ari, hilarious. Yes, Ryan. All right. Um, we've discussed in the past. We've discussed in the past how if you went to Hogwarts, you would Mm -hmm. try out for the Quidditch team. Hands down, no doubt oh, in yeah. your mind. So of my course. question to you, or let me phrase this in the uh, confines of the round. All right, Tom, riddle me this. What position would you play if, if assuming that you got chosen for any position you went <laughs> out for, what position mm-hmm. would you play on the Hogwarts Ravenclaw Quidditch team? Yes. Yes. What a great question. Thank Let's you. See. Wow. <laughs> If I went to Hogwarts and I was able when, to play Quidditch, when you go to Hogwarts, when I go to Hogwarts, I apologize. Ooh, horrible slip of the tongue. When I go to Hogwarts and get accepted to the Quidditch team, the position I would play would be chaser. And this is because in the real world, that chaser position, which is, you know, everything in like soccer and all that good stuff, I'm not very good at and people would always make fun of me for but I know that if I were riding a broomstick, <laughs> if I were riding a firebolt, everything would be different. I would be super fast, unlike now. I would be super coordinated, unlike now. And it would be fucking, um, oops, we're not cursing on this show. And it we'll would be. <laughs> we'll bleep that out. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going this in, baby. <laughs> and. I would just be making all the points for Ravenclaw. I mean, I love. I'm just telling you. I I like the (laughs) that Bruce makes you more coordinated. That's great. 
I would be so coordinated and I would be able to make those long shots. Let me know? just say the, the question was when you go to Hogwarts, assuming you could get yeah. any position on the Quidditch team, yeah. but yeah. that you took it one step further. You're also assuming you get the best broom and you're assuming yeah. that you're naturally gifted at flying, even though at, in your own Here's words, all of the evidence points in the other direction. Like, you didn't need Here's to throw thing. yourself under the bus there. Here we go, Ryan. Let me let me clarify a little bit. Yes, please. Quidditch. Yes. Quidditch in comparison to muggle sports is a lot more inclusive of all sporting abilities. Therefore, I would be able to blend in well with the team. <laughs> and you know what? Also, I I'm not even gonna I will accept that as an answer. I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. What a great answer, really, Ari. You should. Okay, so Ari, you can ask Ryan your question. <laughs> Ryan, yes, Tom that's Riddle me. I will Tom Riddle you whatever. <laughs> Are you ready? Be quiet. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Tom, Tom, riddle me this. What class are you most excited for when your Hogwarts letter finally arrives and why? Oh, I, okay. I love that both of our questions are based on the premise that we will eventually get into Hogwarts. That's not up for debate. We're getting in. Okay. It's not. <laughs> um, all right. So that's a great this is our application. question. So this is when I get in. So this is all first year classes. Yes. I assume. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no higher studies. No care of magical creatures, nope. which honestly, Your letter yeah, we, will, we will get into that. Arrived. Care of Magical Creatures, that would be a great class. Okay, so we've got, like, Defense Against the Dark Arts, right off the bat, obviously. Um, History of Magic, Transfiguration, Potions, um, Flying, I think, is a class. Yeah, um, it is. Madam is that only a class in the first year? I don't remember that class even existing later on in the series. Um, herbology, should be great. Charms. Astronomy is astronomy that might be an elective. Astronomy is astronomy is still one a of the class. is it yeah, one of the yeah. first classes? Class. I think so. Yeah. Yes. It is. Oh, okay. I, okay. Cool, cool. Cool. Wait, 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 wait. I'm actually not. You know what? Sure. It's not my answer, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's first good. of all, anyone okay. who says astronomy, just you just do that now. If that's the class you're excited yeah. for, just go do that now. You don't need magic. Sure. In fact, I would argue if you're like super excited for the like the premise of potions, go take a cooking class. It's the same basic thing. Or I chemistry. mean, yes, exactly. Well, I took chemistry, and I yeah. Anyways, um, I did not. I do want so to also point out before you wait, wait, wait yes. before you answer, yeah, I do I'm want waiting. to say that uh -huh. I noticed that you said herbology, and yes. I just realized that I've never pronounced it herbology. I've okay. always said herbology, but all uh -huh. the time when I talk about herbs. In the real world, I fight tooth and nail that herbs is the pronunciation to all my British folks. Interesting. So if you met someone named Herbert, would you call them Herbert? No, would not. Okay, so you do admit that you're just being silly. It doesn't actually matter. I mean, maybe not. I just if wanted you're to point it out that I have about, this I know this isn't your question, but if you are so passionate about this, what is the root language of the word herb? that you are so that that it's so dis, uh, divisive or that you're so determined that you don't pronounce the h it might be because our first encounter with the word herbology 
was with a, a British text, uh, Harry Potter. And so maybe that is why they got in their head like herb in your life. Um, I, that's yes. probably that's an argument for the other way. Ari, it. did you listen? Did you listen yes. to the books before you read them? No. Mm, okay, I watched that's the movies. Not... I watched the movies before I read them <gasps> officially. <gasps> no, 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 that's what? not true. That's not, okay, here's what. Here's what? the thing. My mother oh, tried my, to read. Reveling. This is just. <laughs> listen, my mother tried to read to me the first book when I was pretty young. But uh-huh. I didn't fully cling on. So but you then when the movie hated it, is what you're saying. I didn't excuse me. <laughs> I said I did not cling on. But I was very excited to go see the first movie. And I remember my godmother took me. Great movie. Saw the second movie. Loved it. And then I was like, you know what? I love this series so much. I'm going to okay. read the third book before I watch the movie. And that's probably why the third book became my favorite book. Because it was the first time <laughs> I ever officially... Read on read by myself, well, and I just I love it. it. I'm rereading so it right be, now with my sister. It could be because it's the best book. That could yeah, also could be, be the it. reason you like it yeah. the most. I don't mm-hmm. think I think that that's something we'll probably never really dig into that because we agree on it, and it's no fun yeah, listening to people talk about great. things that they totally well, agree, agree on. All mm-hmm. three of us. It's just right off the bat. It is, yeah. So, hey, mm-hmm. in the comments, <laughs> you know, guys, let us know what your favorite book is. Uh, and if it's not the third book, just try to defend yourself because yeah. what's wrong with you? Come, Come on. on. Yeah. Okay. Not to alienate right. our audience anyway. right off the bat. So, can I answer my question now, please? Is that okay? You have my um, permission to answer okay. my question. Uh, oh wait, I can't. I have to ask a question first. What Uh-oh. is charms? They so much of the exposition in the book, so much of like Harry, Ron, and Hermione talking during a class takes place during charms class. But I like Wingardium Leviosa is a charm, and that's that's it's a it. I don't remember like what else. What is charms class? Charms is, is it- literally any sort of wand work to like do simple sh- stuff around the house. So, um, I am the all knowing moderator and I have the answer. A charm, a charm adds certain properties to an object or creature. Whereas a transfiguring spell would fade into something utterly different. So a charm does stuff to stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's like enchanting. A charm adds certain properties to an object or creature. Whereas a transfiguring spell will change it into something different. So a transfiguring spell will turn oh, oh, yes. case into a uh, hippo, while a um, charm will make the suitcase float or grow fur, but it won't change what it actually is. But it's going together. So maybe, maybe, here's my... Tentative answer would be charms then, but I think I need to look into that a little bit more. Um, here's my nerd answer. Um, and I and I apologize to everyone who's not going to find this very entertaining or fun, but I would be by far most excited for History of Magic. Because oh, totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a, a muggle. Let's, I'm, I know I don't like to use the M word, but let's put it out there. I don't in my actual life possess magic so if it was suddenly like hey magic exists you can do it and not only does it exist it's existed for thousands of years and there's all of this history and information and theory on the use of magic that you 
have never even been exposed to. That's the class where I would be like just devouring books. I'd be trying to learn everything I could because if you want to be good at any of the other classes, you really got to understand. And it's also the one thing that JK Rowling, bless her heart, didn't put any thought into magical (laughs) theory and like why magic works or how it really works. Um, not that I, not that I know anyways. Um, Read some fan fictions. I got some good ones about how magic works. It's okay. Or, or I could just take the class and learn how it actually works. Sure. When you you. finally arrive. Yes, exactly. So, um, (laughs) history of magic is, is probably the class that I'd be most excited for. Um, but honestly, I mean, let's, let's just put it out there. I'd be happy to attend any of these classes except for astronomy. <laughs> you wouldn't go to astronomy? I would not. I've I've taken an astronomy really? class. I've taken an astronomy class in real life. And it's very well, interesting. There's probably another angle from the wizarding perspective. There's not. We see what they do in astronomy class in the wizarding world, and it is like star charts and mapping the motions of the planet. And they say, like, oh, it, you know, it has effects on things, but it we know for a fact that it doesn't because it never comes up in any practical it sense. It doesn't. Anywhere. And you know what no I'm one's ever like, No one is ever like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't. When Guardian Leviosa, it's a full moon. And as we all know, the full moon uh, like magnifies the power of Wingardium Leviosa because it affects the gravitational pull or whatever. It affects the weave of magic or something like Like They never discuss ever like are spells more powerful during certain um astronomical events or anything like that so i just i have to assume that it doesn't actually really affect anything really strange though ryan is why is astronomy not part of like divination there's also a magical aspect of astronomy well that's like be part of divination it, it probably is what do you mean it's not that's like that's like it's you not don't a separate class, separate yeah, teacher. Okay, no, no, but it sets up like if like you probably need to take astronomy before you can take divination because from what we know of astro oh, of, of so... divination class, it does involve a lot of like planetary movements and stuff. But we True. also know for a fact that divination is a load of malarkey. So I feel like that <laughs> that further supports my argument that astronomy Honestly, in the wizarding world is probably astronomy in the real world, except there's actually a lot of evidence that wizards subscribe to um, to an Earth-centric model of the solar system. Yeah, and we don't need to get into that right now. We'll get into that later. Be clear for our listeners. That astrology and astronomy are different. Astronomy is a scientific study that exists in muggles. Astrology. Did someone? Did I say astrology? You've been saying astrology. No, I think. But oh, I think yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So just making it clear. Even in the wizarding world, it's part well, of divination. There my isn't. dear lovelies, I, yes. I, I must, I must respond to something Ryan said about divination being malarkey. Personally. I think that divination is actually the closest that we have in the real world. So we actually have the things that she does in divination, like actual people in real world who practice as witches, cast spells, etc. They use stuff like tea leaves and crystal balls and palmistry and okay, things like that. So your argument is that divination, much like astronomy, is something you can just go do in the real world. You don't need to go to Hogwarts. 
It's something that muggles could also do. Okay, yeah, good. I think yeah. I like that. That's a great argument. Can I also say real quick, um, we're like 15 minutes in and we're still on round one. I do think, unfortunately, we should probably move on because we do have other rounds to get to. And, I, and I'm and i loving this conversation. Yeah. Um, True. But I, I would like to... Um, I'd like to get to other rounds as well. Yes, yeah, so I, as your loving moderator, I, as your moderator, grant you both three points each because, um, you know, Ooh. very well said, but it went on a little bit. In the interest of not talking too much, uh, dear listeners, let me just inform you, we discussed ahead of time that just for the first round, we should both get five points, just uh, just to like, start we us did? off easy. We discussed that. That's in our... In fact, when we, if you, when we eventually um, release that hilarious recording of our first planning session um, to our, to our Patreons... It's in mm-hmm. there. They'll, they'll, that, that part is in there because I just listened to that. And we were just like, I, I agree with Maya. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right to give us both three points. I just want everyone to know we're, not, we're playing around here. We had even discussed getting five points uh, in the first round. And Maya, our, our omniscient moderator, in her infinite wisdom, was like, Yeah, no, this is no. You do not deserve five points. <laughs> Okay, so, well said. On to round two, and round two is the quiz and gamut. Ari and Ryan must answer two trivia questions each, winning five points for each correct answer. I really don't know these questions. I have devised them in my infinite wisdom. So first (laughs) is Ari. So Ari, your question is, who is Fluffy? Fluffy? Yes, who is Fluffy? Well, let me tell you. Fluffy is a three-headed dog owned by Hagrid. Mm-hmm. He was used in the first Harry Potter book to guard the Sorcerer's Stone, and he has a little bit of a weakness for music. If you play him music, he will stop being so threatening and fall asleep. Excellent. He is a cute little boy, as Hagrid would say. Hold on, this is just, this is pass-fail. All right, you don't need to give a bunch of supplemental information. You get the, you know who Fluffy is, you get the five points. Right? Yeah. Maya, what do you think? Did I did I go on too long? I mean, yeah, I mean, take a point funny. away. <laughs> no, it's fine. You answer the question. You hit all the points I had in the answer I had written down, so you get five points. Yeah. Didn't so, mention that he's uh based off of Cerberus, boom. but whatever. Essentially, making the entire journey um from his guarding spot to the Miravera set at the end a journey through hell. As he is Possibly. based off of Cerberus, who is who guards the gates of hell. So there's got to be some blah, really blah 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 blah. There's got to be a really interesting. We we should there's, dive into that one later. I still got my five points. Reader of Cerberus puppies somewhere in Greece, and some guy that showed up in the UK and gave Hagrid a friend. <laughs> okay, so moving right. on. Yeah, what's my question? Your question is: What is the name of the Wizarding paper based in London? The newspaper. Uh, uh, so obviously, you're looking for the Daily Prophet, right? Yes, five points. Can yeah. I just say there is almost undoubtedly there have to be other papers that exist in London for the Wizarding World, but that that's Ryan, definitely the I main. I warn one. you. I warn you to talk in this tone to the moderator. You never know what might happen. I mean, well, the thing is that 
Um, the wizarding community is actually quite small, and I think there's probably only mm -hmm. one wizarding paper in the Daily Prophet, as the Daily Prophet in London, because I mean, they aren't they don't exactly have the whole left-right divide as we necessarily do in Muggle um, circles. If they do, then it's an underground newsletter and not really a legit paper. I think. Is the is the quibbler is the quibbler based out of Xenophilius Lovegood's his house? Yes. House? Okay, because <laughs> I was gonna say, is the quibbler also that that wasn't? I was just gonna say, is the quibbler also based out of London? I um, think he doesn't live in London. I think that it's I think it's literally based out of his house. Yeah, yeah. And I think hey, that kudos to him. As a newsletter, magazine, or sign. Oh yeah, no, no. I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was, I wasn't arguing that. I just, it just yeah. occurred to me that I don't, True. does he have an office in London or something on Diagon Alley? Yeah. Um, all right. Zeno Felius in an office. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Did so I give we... enough extra information to get a full five points on that yes, one? Or... I think he gave too much information. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Ari, mm. your question is, yes. what subject does Hagrid teach starting during Harry's third year at Hogwarts? Well... Hagrid teaches the lovely care of magical creatures course. This is of whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> What's my question? <laughs> I'm being mean. Sorry. All right. So Ryan, who is the poltergeist at Hogwarts? One word answer. Peeves. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's boring. Who is technically not a ghost? Now let me dive into the difference between ghosts poltergeist, and poltergeists. I know. She I said just poltergeist. No, I'm not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was jokingly going to go into an exposition on the difference between ghosts and poltergeists and ghouls, if we want to throw that in there. But we cut you off round yes. four. <laughs> Or round three, rather. <laughs> Why are we skipping round? Oh, you're, you're so apologize. nervous. You're so nervous for round three that you're trying to, you're so consciously trying to skip it. So it is true, dear listeners. I am a bit nervous, but I'm also very excited. So did we point out that we are, we are coming to you guys from not only three different time zones, but <laughs> three different countries on two true. different continents. Um, yeah. Yes, where we it, are in the comments. Yes, can, please guess where, where everyone. I need specific. I need a street name. <laughs> please don't. Please don't try to guess a street name. Just you can guess a country if you desire, but yeah. <laughs> so let us know in right. the comments where you think we are, and then maybe later. Yeah, and let's let's not get. We're not going to give any clues. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Except if we accidentally mess up and let our colloquialisms out, you never know. True. Well, right, that. So Mm. Mm. Let's see how it is. Mm. Round three. Yeah, hey, by the way, great job on the quizzing gamut. That was really well done. I enjoyed that. I loved your questions. Um, and can I just say, you're looking, you're looking so pretty today. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm letting my. I'm trying to let my inner Slytherin out, but it's not working just, that well. I'm sorry. I just realized that Maya is raising her hand, so let's all be quiet so Maya can. Emma, I raised my hand like a long time ago. Oh just no! The problem is I have okay. so many documents open. I have so many documents open. I don't see your hand all the time, my darling Maya. It should make no. a sound, but let's not get into that. Let's let's. Uh... So that's the end of round two. 
Ari and Ryan are tied with 13 points each. So now round two is interesting. We're so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. Alrighty. Round three is the Wizards Duel. And during the Wizards Duel, Ari and Ryan have prepared a debate on the best defense against a dark arts teacher, as depicted in the book series. So of the of the two options, we we didn't yeah. go for the full who is the best. We just did who is the yeah. better between these two. These two, right? Exactly. Well, slash so the you'll best. Find out who they are. But first, we need to do this. So at the end of the debate, ten points will be distributed as I see fit. So first up is Ari with their opening statement. So have the floor, Ari. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are we going to say who is who the two are that I, we're I'll, debating? I'm sure they'll find out. As I, <laughs> I guess. Okay, okay. Stay, so, stay, yeah, stay tuned, okay. listeners. We're going to tease this. This is between Barney Crouch Jr., a.k.a. Mad-Eye Moody, and um, Remus Lupin. So, all right. You're up. Yes. Either Barney Crouch Jr. or Remus Lupin. Give your argumentation, please. Thank you. Thank you, Maya. We all know that Barty Crouch Jr. and Remus Lupin were excellent teachers. But Remus Lupin, without a doubt, is the best defense against the dark arts teacher Harry ever had. Why, you may ask? Well, as an educator myself, I can confirm that there are three talents which are essential to being the best. And I will prove that Remus Lupin possesses each of them. First... The best teacher must be engaging. Second, they must have incredible patience. And third, they must promote a love of learning, which persists long after the final bell rings on the last day of school. Remus Lupin excels at engaging his students from his very first lesson when he brings in a bogart. In fact, it is stated in chapter eight of Prisoner of Azkaban that following this lesson, Defense Against the Dark Arts becomes everybody's favorite class. Throughout the year, Lupin continues to engage his students with every lesson he teaches and even creates the most entertaining final exam Harry ever took part in at Hogwarts, an obstacle course full of all the dark creatures the students had combated since the beginning of the course. Creating such a unique, challenging, but fun way to test his students is quite time-consuming and difficult on the part of the teacher. But Lupin was dedicated to engaging his students to the very end, which makes him the best Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Remus Lupin's patience compared to the other teachers is also remarkable. Going back to his first lesson, Lupin gives Neville Longbottom the chance to lead the class while tackling the bogart. Neville, while normally quite shy, scared, and clumsy when it comes to wand work, is quickly brought out of his shell by the gentle patience Lupin shows him. Lupin's patience extends to his private lessons with Harry Potter. He is calm, dedicated, and as patient as job as he teaches his student a very advanced Patronish charm to ward off Dementors. All in all, Lupin challenges his students like all good teachers should, but his patience is what puts him apart, and his students, as illustrated above, greatly benefit from this. Finally, the very best teacher must encourage and promote a love of learning. Lupin's passion for defense against the dark arts is ever-present, and his dedication to the subject is undeniable to anyone taking a class with him. This passion, coupled with his other superb teaching talents, proves to inspire a love of learning amongst his students. 
As previously stated, Neville is finally able to blossom. All students fall in love with his course, and Harry even requests extra private lessons. Most importantly, Harry's passion for defense against the dark arts is indisputably sparked by having Lupin as a teacher. Harry receives full marks in defense against the dark arts at the end of the term, and his self-confidence in his abilities skyrockets when he successfully masters the Patronus charm under the guidance of Lupin. Not to mention, Harry goes on two years later to start Dumbledore's army, embodying the same characteristics as Lupin and inspiring his students in a very similar fashion to that of his favorite teacher. In conclusion, all the evidence points to Remus Lupin being the best defense against the Dark Arts teacher with his ability to engage students, his unwavering patience, and his subtle way of promoting love of learning. In my last few seconds, I'd like to end with a quote from Professor Lupin, aka the best defense against the Dark Arts teacher. It is the quality of one's convictions that determines success, not the number of followers. A lesson all of us, not only his students, will benefit will benefit from. Okay, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Ryan. Yes, thank you. A light golf clap for you. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, indeed. Ryan's light turn. golf claps for everyone. Yes. Woo! Uh, Ryan, go ahead. It is your. All right. Turn. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me pull up my notes here. All right. Though both candidates are exceptional teachers who inarguably provide a lot of help to the Potter squad, Barty Crouch Jr. is the better Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. First, let's establish why he is, at his core, a fantastic teacher with three primary talents. I also use three talents. We didn't plan that. They're different talents, though. Here we go. First... Classroom management, especially when aided by Moody's magical eye, which sure he stole, don't ignore that. Barty June is effectively and effortlessly capable of holding the class's attention. He keeps his students engaged and actively participating in his class at all times, which allows them to better absorb the information that he is teaching. So that's it. One, classroom management, inarguably. He is so good at classroom management. Second, practical lessons. Bart Crow is a naturally talented wizard who honed his skills through years of study and practice, and he's particularly gifted at translating his experiences to effective teaching strategies. Everything he teaches in his class is practical and in-depth. His classes read almost like aura training more than school studies, and this is vitally important with Defense Against the Dark Arts because the point of the class is to teach students how to recognize the dark arts and what to do when faced with them. That's exactly what Crouch does through every single lesson. Third, and most important, tailored lessons and tutoring with an adaptive one-on-one -on -one approach to education. Barty June provides specific positive feedback. He recognizes his students' strengths and nurtures them. He creates personal connections with his students to foster their growth, and he adapts his lessons around the needs of individuals in his class. Imposter or no, he's an extraordinarily effective teacher for all of those three reasons. Now, specific to Harry Potter and the plot of the books, Barty June's attempts to help Harry make it through the Triwizard Tournament actually allow for him to learn more advanced and practical defense against the dark arts magic than he would have otherwise, and his introduction to the unforgivable curses literally saves Harry's life later that book. Barty June could have been a mediocre or lackluster teacher, there have been plenty of those, no one seems to mind, and only gotten Harry Potter through the maze by clearing his path. That was kind of his plan. 
right? That would have worked. And then Hairpot would have fallen to Moldyvort in the graveyard, and the whole plan would have gone off, and that would have been fine. But instead, Barty Crouch teaches Harry the fundamentals that will go on to define him as an extraordinary student in Defense Against the Dark Arts, and later as an extraordinary auror in his, like, actual life. But what really sets Barty June above Lupin as the best Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is that everything I've said here applies to all of his students. The Bartman doesn't single Harry Potter out to provide his quality instruction. Neville, the twins, Lee Jordan, every single person in Hogwarts benefited from his masterful instruction. Even Malfoy, who got turned into a ferret, was provided the foundational structure that would be vital for him learning humility later in his life. Bartimus worked incredibly hard to provide the quality of instruction Lupin provided only to Harry to the entire school. And that's why Barty Crouch Jr. is the better Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. He don't play favorites, even when he literally is only there to play favorites. All right. So, <laughs> uh, now it is Ari's turn for a rebuttal. So rebut away. Rebut me. Thank you very much, Maya. Yeah, I will rebut you. So here's what I've got to say. Oh, you but honestly be nice chose... about it. <laughs> oh, I should be nice? Yeah, thank you. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to be nice. You know what? Screw okay. that. Okay. All right. You chose classroom management as one of your points? Really? To make a good teacher, your first thing you thought of was you have to have good classroom management. That's what makes someone the best teacher. It's Not to mention that you, you Do you want me to answer? You're setting that up like you want me to yeah. answer. It's sorry. a rhetorical I'm question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, just listen to the rebuttal, and then you'll have time to respond. I yield the floor to my uh, opponent. Yes, please yield. Yeah. Thank you. Stand down. Thank you. Not to mention that during your statement, you specifically stated that he must rely on a magical eye to keep his class focused, which actually means that he has poor classroom management skills at his very core if he must rely on a magical device to actually keep things going. Lupin, however, was able to keep people engaged and focused without this intimidation of I see you. Also, in, Ma in uh, Barty Crouch's first class, he made Hermione cry and Neville freak out, which is honestly not the thing the best teacher would do. Lupin had a much better first class impression, in my opinion. Also, you mentioned that Barty Crouch spent all this, Barty Crouch Jr. spent all this time studying and practicing. He had a lot of natural knowledge to give to the subject. In fact, Barty Crouch Jr. had been living with his father under the imperious curse and invisibility cloak for years until he was hired or until he, you know, you know, pretended to be bad eye moody and went in his place. However, Lupin does actually have experience. He fought in the first great wizard war against Voldemort. So he's actually defended against the dark arts before, literally in the job description. And also, to talk about literally saving lives, Lupin taught Harry in one-on-one -on -one lessons as well, and how to defeat a Dementor, which is a very horrible, dark creature. So that's pretty awesome. And he actually cared about Harry, <laughs> and I believe that it is objectively better 
to have a teacher like Lupin caring about their student and dedicated to their growth as a learner, a scholar, a wizard, I think that's a better quality than Crouch just doing it for Voldemort. He's literally evil. He does not care about his students, even though he may have taught them some useful skills. Thank you. Okay, and now the floor is Ryan's. Oh man, pulling out the big guns. I just need to let everyone know uh, we agreed beforehand not to take into consideration extracurricular activities. No, we didn't. It was never on. Hey, this is part of my rebuttal. You can't interrupt me. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I will be quiet. Yes. Okay, Anything no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now. All right, so <clears throat> here's my actual rebuttal. Uh, it's interesting that you mention Barty Crouch Jr. living under the Imperious Curse and also under an invisibility cloak for years because my biggest rebuttal is that Lupin falls short of being the better defense against the dark arts teacher for one simple reason. He is underqualified. Lupin spent years living on the outskirts of society, not defending himself against dark magic, not studying new defense against the dark arts findings and theories, not aiding the wizarding world in any way. In fact, everything we see him teach in year three is basically an homage to the mild annoyances that exist in the wild. Things wizards don't really need to know all that much anyways. I think Lupin was very charismatic and personable, and he used those talents to get by on a frankly dubious curriculum that only focused on his limited knowledge of defense against the dark arts. Bartholomew Crouchfield II, on the other hand, really was not at all <laughs> not that charismatic. He was rough and abrasive, but his knowledge and experience made him a wonderful teacher. He was able to foster personal growth and potential that already existed in students and cultivated their talent, whereas Lupin spent the entire year on kind of sort of mildly dangerous things that you might encounter depending on the type of job that you may take after high school, but really won't apply to anyone. And then praising his students' abilities concerning those things, giving them false senses of accomplishment, which makes him a good teacher, sure, that he's, like, praising them, but certainly not the best. And this is after at least Dumbledore knows that Moldyvort is coming back. So that's a year that could have given Harry and everyone at Hogwarts a better foundation for more practical and active defense techniques against dark wizards. Barty Crouch Jr. gives them a foundation for actually fighting dark wizards. Now, knowing how to identify a Grindylow didn't exactly save anyone's life in the Battle of Hogwarts. And Snape himself even comments on how, despite Lupin being loved and revered by students, he is objectively behind in the curriculum. And yes, it sucks that he inherited some issues from the previous two Defense Against the Dark Arts instructors, one being Lockhart, the other <clears throat> being basically Voldemort. But that only makes it all the more important to catch the students up. I can say with absolute certainty that more students would have died at the Battle of Hogwarts if not for the teachings of Barty Crouch Jr. The same can't be said for Lupin, especially when you consider that we only see Harry's class with him. Just one group of third years is our entire sample size. There's no indication that the higher grade levels got an adequate quality of education. And in fact, given that he... Lupin is essentially forced to resign and none of the other students come to his aid other than the Potter squad. It's safe to assume that the rest of the school didn't hold him to as high a regard as 
Harry Potter did. When you look at Barty, it is made inarguably clear that every class in every grade got the same level of instruction as the fourth year Gryffindorks did. Oh, I wrote Gryffindorks in my notes. Uh, not enough for you? <laughs> I wasn't going to include this part, but since you had to go out of your way to point out that Barty Crouch Jr. is sure evil, <clears throat> how about we discuss... How about we discuss that Lupin is objectively irresponsible. He straight forgot to take his potion, putting the literal lives of his students at risk. And instead of telling Dumbledore everything he knows about Sirius, like the fact that he's an Animagi and the existence of the Marauders map, he tries to play hero on his own. He may not have been a Death Eater, but through his selfish and reckless actions and choices, he is explicitly responsible for Voldemort's rise to power. Okay. So, I want to... Can I please, Maya... Nope. All right, we have questions. We can cut this out later, then. We'll cut this out later, but I have to say... Let me, what Let happens me say. is that we have two main opening arguments and two rebuttals from one from each of you. Now I have questions. I know we can cut the, we can cut this out, but I have to say it. No, we're leaving it open, baby. You have one. thirty seconds. Go. Okay. One, it's animagus, not animagi, because you were talking about one person. And Dumbledore didn't know. I was actually referring to the, the Marauders group. Mm -mm, you were talking about one of them. You were talking about Sirius being an animagus, but you said he was an animagi. Second, Dumbledore didn't know that Voldemort was going to be on the rise this year until the end of this the, the term. So he didn't know that Voldemort was on the rise when he hired uh, Lupin. Uh, yes, um, so I don't think that your argument uh, is valid. You okay, have no you foundation much. for and that. Now it is your lovely moderator's time to ask questions. So I got questions. So first, I'm ready. Good, because so, that's a big part of this round. Is your question. Is. <laughs> so I'm glad you have them. So. And Ari, can I just really quick say that your presentation was fantastic. I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, yes. Aw, thanks. Presented very yeah. well. I really enjoyed it too. Thank but you, I Maya. Need, yes. So I need some questions answered. So you mentioned his teasing, Lupin's teaching methods are kind of original or um, just, yeah, just original. Um, but uh, they don't seem to be especially remarkable because, as shown during the Defense Against the Dark Arts owl exam in the Order of the Phoenix, book five, um, an obstacle course seems to be the standard way to test and likely teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. So what do you think about his other teaching methods other than the obstacle course? Are those particularly original either? Or Great question. Could you, could you please repeat the question? Because the first part about, was a little bit yes. cut out for me. Yes, it was so, not you talking fast. It was just it was cut out. So okay. one more time, please. So uh, you mentioned Lupin's teaching methods are original or, um, or possibly creative, just a bit, a step above um, most of us get dark arts teachers. Uh, teaching methods, but however, as shown during the Defense Against the Dark Arts OWL exam in the Order of the Phoenix, an obstacle course seems to be the standard way to test and likely teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. So what are your thoughts on that? Because obstacle courses are probably very common in like typical uh, DIDA courses. Um, so what about the other teaching methods? Are they remarkable at all? Or what do you think? Or standard? Okay. Well, thank you very much for that question, Maya. First, I would like to say that um, compared to the other Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, he <laughs> had the most exciting test. The rest of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers had really crappy tests. 
um, or like traditional like sit down writing tests. Um, so I think that compared to the rest of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, he definitely was more creative and decided to go with the, the um, obstacle course instead of a handwritten exam. But in general, it seems to be standard. Potentially a standard, yeah. yeah. Well, but in response to your direct question of what I think of his other teaching methods, I very much admire his teaching methods. I love in his first class, he shows he it's kind of a surprise at first what they're going to do. So they're kind of taken off guard. They're a little on edge, but they're also really excited, anticipating what's going to happen. And then they get to actually combat, do a real practical lesson, which they haven't done since, you know, those uh, green deals were uh, sorry, those Cornish pixies were re let loose in the classroom by Lockhart. So they were really excited about a practical lesson. And then when they were able to do all the hands-on work, he assigned a very easy, simple, I think it was two-page assignment, simply on like like a summary about Bogarts and their main features and stuff like that. And I think that that is an excellent way to teach um, his subject is this hands-on practical stuff and then a little bit of reflection afterward, making sure you have everything together with the book and what he said in class. That's how I would teach and I'm a great teacher. This is true. Okay, thank you for our Can, I, can right. I interject just really quick that I, I have to agree 100% with Ari that Lupin is thank a better you. teacher than Lockhart, Voldemort, <laughs> and Sunbridge. <laughs> So yeah, well said, a very good point in your defense. <laughs> Lupin is in fact better than Lockhart, Voldemort, and Dolores Umbridge. I think it is fair that he said this. I think that yeah. that should not be considered in our points because that's not part of this. We don't get a rebuttal you for the edit this out. Also, is it unfair that Ari is the one who's going to be editing this? They could just be <laughs> an absolute idiot. <laughs> okay. We're leaving it all in. Your question, Ari. Yes. Not Ryan, not Ryan. So Ryan, you mentioned same, same thing. Um, Lupin's lack of qualifications. So is Barty Crouch Jr. a trained and qualified teacher? Because he was imprisoned in Azkaban from the age of 18 until he escaped and took on Moody's identity. So does he really have any true or experience in training? Um, and does he have any possible pedagogical training that would make him a good teacher? Could you talk about this point? That was the reason for So that's... Yes, thank you. That is that's a wonderful question. I'm actually glad that we're approaching this um, because it is equally true of both of these teachers that they are not certified teachers. They do not have any training as teachers. Neither of them yeah. do. And in fact, I'm not sure if wizards even consider I don't even think that there are teacher certifications for wizards. I think every single teacher is just good enough at what they do that it's like, yeah, you can teach a class. So perhaps uh, Barty Crouch Jr. does not have a teaching certificate, but I would defy you to uh, present to me a teaching certificate for any of the teachers at Hogwarts. And I will say that Barty Crouch Jr. has practical, hands-on experience with the subject, albeit on the wrong side. Um, but he's also, he is an insanely good wizard. And I don't think anyone would argue that Lupin is a better wizard, a more powerful, sorry, better objectively, a more powerful wizard than Barty Crouch Jr. Because Barty Crouch Jr. is able to deceive the entire wizarding world for a long time. 
<laughs> and he's incredibly powerful, just objectively. That's true. Did I answer um, your question? Do you need no, more information I, I from me? About not just teaching certification or anything, but like um, experience. But Lupin is himself a uh, magical creature. You could, again, not to... You're right. Lupin would have been great. But he is uh, something that wasn't... For care of magical creatures. As shown by... As, um, oh, interesting. Yes, yeah, he yeah. That's a great... the D&D textbook. Oh, yeah, that's what, a great point. What is as a person. So yeah, so Lupin is, is in the textbook because he is approaching this from an outside, but inside perspective, while uh, Barney Crouch is also coming from an exterior perspective, and he had most of the experience is probably with the mentors in Azkaban. He has been well, he hasn't spent much time on the outside as an adult. It's very well, interesting that you point out that Lupin is part of the subject matter of defense against the dark arts because so is barty crouch jr you don't think the book discusses how to fight dark wizards it is defense against the dark arts so if you put out there that lupin is a werewolf and werewolves come up in defense against the dark arts i'm pretty sure dark wizards also come up in defense against the dark arts yes i did have a second question possibly for you Ryan. i'm gonna ask this now um, okay. So he is himself a dark wizard posing as an Auror, Mad Eye Moody. Um, Allegedly. Uh, you mentioned him mentoring. By mentoring them and giving them work that made them apply themselves, could he have just been trying to distract his students away from discovering his identity and actually learning about dark wizards? Giving them misinformation on dark wizards, giving them good information on everything else. But that means there's a big hole in the curriculum. So I yeah, um, the, he does. There is no hole though, because it is actually shown that he does in fact teach the class about the the sort of things that you can expect to be up against when you are up against dark wizards. In fact, that's a huge focus. The unforgivable curses, werewolves, Grindylows, those don't use unforgivable curses. That class is specifically how to combat dark wizards who are using curses against you that you would otherwise not even be learning at like at this grade level. And in fact, his teaching about the unforgivable curses objectively saves Harry Potter's life later that same book. Harry Potter in the graveyard would not have survived if Barty Crouch Jr. had not taught them about what to expect when you are facing dark wizards. Excuse me, Miss Moderate. May, may I please jump in for like 30 seconds? Um, last one. <laughs> All right. I would like to say that also Lupin taught Harry a very life-saving skill that saved yeah, his life at the end that. of the book. And, um, so, and, I, and I would like to say that the dark arts is not just dark wizards. It's also dark creatures. You wouldn't put yeah. Grindylows and Cornish pixies into a care of magical creatures class. And that's not the type of stuff. In, yeah. Like, so I wouldn't put Lupin in, into yeah. that care of magical creatures class. Like you mentioned. Okay. Right, so, uh, well, that was a joke. I'm sorry. But the fact yeah, that he is sure. a magical creature <laughs> so makes him qualified I, to teach care of magical creatures. So I, the um, moderator have considered this, um, you were quite convincing. I mean, it's hard to decide, but I will um, say that did, Ari did Ari get their second and... question? I don't get did one. I... That's why oh. I asked for thirty seconds extra to talk. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I had a brief one, but I don't think it's relevant. What it is. So that's just in the interest of you know keeping it keeping it tight. Um, 
we need to we need to move on from this anyways yes. or we're going to spend an hour more um, arguing so Ari gets six points and Ryan gets four points out of the ten all right get in the the comments listeners let us know why that's kind of bullcrap but okay Um, yes so but you're to Ari yes um I, I that's totally fine. My dog is named after Lupin, so I know. He's so cute. I mean, He's just dead. objectively, Ari got the easier side of this argument, and you know, sometimes that's just how it goes, and I have to be okay with that. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. With I that. want you to know that I offered to switch. You said no. <laughs> I think we switched <laughs> multiple. We both offered to switch. <laughs> <laughs> just all right. So now it was all three. random in the end. I, I trust that the listeners. The listeners will be heard, uh, and, and they'll let us know who really yes. won that debate. All right. So that brings Ari to 19 points and Ryan to 17 points. So it's tight. It's tight. All right. So um, let's see. So now our competitors, you both are in charge of round four, which is legitimate. They must correctly guess the person, place, or thing for the Potterverse that the other competitor is thinking of. There are 19 points up for grabs, however, each question costs one point. So it's essentially 20 questions. And the more questions you ask, the less points you get. Let's see how this goes. And there's, so we start at 20, so the first one knocks you down yeah. to 19. Yes. Exactly. For anyone yeah. keeping track yeah. of the score at home. Yes. <laughs> so I've got my martini ready. I'm going to sip it while watching these guys have an argument. All right, cool. Are we allowed first to talk about to martinis? Oh, first up is Ryan. Um, does that, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. First, uh, first up, does that mean that I'm guessing that I'm asking questions first, or does that Ari mean that is asking Ari? you? Oh, okay. So yes. we did agree uh, beforehand, since we don't literally possess magical arts that let us um, look into each other's minds, that we would present the <laughs> the category first. So Ari, yes, your category mm-hmm. is non-human. Creatures. Non-human creatures, eh? Hey. All right. Hey. Oh, hey. So oh. to start off, I'd like for to start start off, I would like to ask, um, is this only a, yes or no questions? Yes. Right? Is, yeah. Is it, good. Yes. Yeah. We know this. Is this is this a named creature? Moderator, I'm gonna like, have to. I'm gonna have to defer to you on that one. Me, what do you mean by name? I mean, does it have a, does it have a given a given name, like a first name given by J.K. Rowling? Like it's like oh, like, like Fluffy. Is it like Fluffy? Yes. It has Fluffy is like a named is a named creature. Yes. No. So is it a name? No. no. Species. Okay. No. Good question. That's quite good. Thank you. That narrows it down considerably. That's not a named. Well, it doesn't have. It narrows it down, and that. Okay, but that also means so. But that could still mean that it could be like a dragon. It's just not Norbert, for example. That's not my question. I'm just saying that it could be a dragon. It's just not Norbert. It's just to clarify how the question works. Yeah. Well, I guess we shouldn't respond to that then. You should say that out loud, and we should be silent. Because uh, it's not one of yeah. your questions. <laughs> True. 
You got a free question off of us, Ari. I, I think we all see how you're going to win this. I don't this think I got, a, I, don't think I got a free question. I didn't have a free question. So I didn't have a free question. All right. Um, my next question is, is this creature introduced in the first three Harry Potter books? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we going to edit all this, this silence out? <laughs> yeah. we, might, we might. We might. Yeah, probably. No, leave it all we in. Talk, yeah. We talked Just about that. Um, dead air. Yeah. Is this creature that was introduced in the first three books something that Lupin brought into the classroom? No. Okay. This magical creature in the that was introduced in the first three books that was not brought into Lupin's classroom. Let's see. I'm gonna give you another freebie, Ari. You haven't asked if it's okay. a magical creature. I only said that it is a non-human creature. Oh my god, you're right. So I just I don't want you to creature. you know base. I don't want you to go off the assumption that it is a magical creature as you have not confirmed that yet. Okay. A non-human creature that may or may not be magical because I haven't asked that yet. Mm-hmm. Is it a magical creature? No. Okay. So I have a non-magical creature introduced in the first three books. And I hope so that, that you are as gracious with me as I am being with you. I yeah, will, I will. And I, I'll even of- I'll even elaborate on that. According to J.K. Rowling, because there has been speculation, according to J.K. Rowling, this is not a magical creature. It's hard for any according creature to, J- to exist in the Harry Potter universe without being magical. So people have been like, "It, we don't see it doing magic, maybe, but it's clearly magical. And J.K. Rowling has said, is no, it, no. Is it Crookshanks? No. Dang it, because I remember J.K. Rowling saying that. Oh, that's right. I wasted a question and we have to bleep out my cursing. Damn it. Leave it in. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, let's think. All right, I've wasted a question. So let's see. It's you're doing this great. Not- um, moderator, what is what's already at? I feel like they've only asked um, like four questions. Asked, asked five questions so far. Five questions. Yeah. Okay, you're five. doing great. You're doing great. All right. Let's say the next one. Then you have 15 points. <laughs> All right. So I need an unnamed, non-magical creature. <laughs> like Crookshanks, who is both magical <laughs> and <Kirk> named. <laughs> he's not magical, he's just he's a half cat. Nargle. No, he's half Nargle. What? What? Isn't he part Nargle? What? Crookshanks? What the f- are you talking about? He's a cat. Okay. Um, my hmm. next question is, is this creature... All right. Keep scrolling, Ari. I'm trying. All right. Is this creature um 
bigger than my forearm? Yes. Okay. Is this creature a reptile? No. Um, my next question is, oh my God, this is a, this is a thing. I, I, I keep thinking of named creatures. It's very difficult. Um, yeah, I think asking if it had a name was probably the best question you could have asked for this one. Because it, it just, it narrows it down so much. It's basically just this thing and Crookshanks are the only two options. Crookshanks is not an option, though. What's that <laughs> confusing me? Look. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. A creature, a creature. What are the creatures? Okay, so the creatures I can think of are Mrs. Fig's cats. Um, the snake that is in yeah. the thingy, so that doesn't that count. Because it's a snake. Um, the snake, the, mm -hmm. and then the basilisk as well as a snake. So that doesn't count. Spiders. It's a non-named creature. Yeah, so it could be just simply a spider, but that would be ridiculous because there isn't actually just a spider that's a care that's like part of Harry Potter besides Aragog, who is named. Um, can I, can I possibly, can I possibly offer another, uh, tip? Yes. Yes. Yes, you um, may. You, you, I don't think. You've asked if it is a singular entity in the Harry Potter or universe, species. or if it is, because like based on the question so far, it could just be spiders. It could be, it could specifically be the spiders that Ron and Harry follow into yeah. the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I was thinking, man. And I was like, "Can't be this." So you All could right. potentially narrow it down further just by asking if there is a single one of this or multiple. What if there's a single specific one that's used in the plot or in the book, as opposed to just it's a species? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it, I'm just yeah. I was just trying to be helpful. Yeah, you can ignore just me. Trying to be helpful. Okay. okay, no, it's cool. I appreciate your help. Yeah. All right. Am I looking for a species? Like, is the I, answer the name <laughs> of a species? Uh, the answer is. The, the answer is um, a layman's term for the name of the species. It, it does have a scientific name that I don't know off the top of my head, but we are looking for the layman's term for this, for a species of animal. Mm -hmm. I think that I've assisted further by saying it's an animal. I'm not sure if mm -hmm. we'd actually, all I said was non-human originally. You said creature. I was envisioning some sort of animal creature. Well, humans yeah, are non-human is, okay. is yeah, 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 a non-human yeah, 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 yeah. is an animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So creature means animal. Good. Okay. I'll just, yeah. just good, good. It could have been it could have been a non-magical plant from Harry Potter. <laughs> it really could have been. It could have been that nibble tick except nibble plants, or Except whatever. it couldn't. It couldn't have been because I did say non-human creature, and creature is colloquial for animal. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. So I need yeah. a animal, non-magical, larger than my forearm, non-named. All right, so let's keep oh, going back to what I was thinking about. Is there anybody? Oh, 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 no, those are all named. Those are named. Okay. Um... <sighs> um, okay. Um, is, it in the, is it in the first book? Is it introduced in the first book? Yes. Okay. Thank God. I didn't Maya, have to go through all three of them. Maya fact checked me on that, maybe, but 
He was introduced in the first book is what but, we're looking at. Okay. Yes, but I'm quite certain. So continue, continue on, but we'll, we'll get a confirmation from Maya. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why this is so hard. Maybe it's because it's 830. <laughs> I'm usually in bed by this time. <laughs> okay. Let's think. Let's keep thinking. Let's keep thinking. First book, first book, unnamed animal in the first book. We've got Harry Potter is going to the zoo, snake. And then we've got, he's going around, got delivery from owls. I mean, there's a bunch of different owls. Chapter by chapter here. I love it. Yes, I am going chapter by chapter. It can't be. I laugh now, but when it's my turn, I'm going to struggle exactly as much. Right. So I'm still thinking about the first book. So we have the snake. That's the only animal there. And then we have... The owls that come by, so it could be perhaps a barn owl um, or a snowy owl, like you mentioned. Um, but I don't, for some reason, I don't think it is because you use snowy owl as an example. <laughs> Isn't that just the sort of sneaky thing I would do? That is the sort of sneaky thing you would do. <laughs> but also, what but, a jerk! What a jerk would I be to have it be snowy owl and not specifically Hedwig? <laughs> I know because, but we don't know any other snowy owls besides Hedwig in the first. Yes, book, so because be they're good. not native to mm-hmm. the UK and Ireland. I don't know why I said it like All right. that. The UK. <laughs> All right, so we go to Hogwarts. We have a toad, but the toad is named Trevor, so it can't be the toad. We go into the hall. There's no animals there. Oh my goodness gracious me! Um, oh my gosh. It should have. I should have chosen Binky. Never mind. Continue on. You mean? Excuse me. Do you mean Winky? No, I mean Binky. Who's that? Who's the Binky? Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. If anyone knows, let us know in the comments. So fact check alert. It first appeared in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone. Okay, does this animal fly? No. Okay. It's going to be so obvious. I know. How many? Oh my that's God. always the way with legitimacy. Um, how many questions are we at now? <laughs> like six, I think. I think that was my sixth question just now. No, that leaves you at ten. What? Yeah, you got yeah ten I was going to say, are, yeah, are you asked? Yeah. Yeah, you asked some it. other ones yeah. that you just that I suggested you ask to help narrow it down. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. I did. I was. I decided to myself that if it took you 10 or more, I would not be nervous going into yours. Okay. Thank you. So I, so I yeah. feel much better now because I know I'm talking a lot of smack, but I know I'm going to flop as mm-hmm. soon as it's my turn. Is it something that Harry comes across in Diagon Alley? No. Is it something he comes across at Hogwarts? Yes. Oh my god. Is it the troll? No. Is, is it the troll? Oh, fuck. You would have known. You would have known that that was the first book, I guess. But that was a good guess. If I, I could forget. Alright, so there was a troll in the dungeon. That's for sure. Troll in the dungeon! Dungeon. 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 <laughs> uh, good stuff. Best quote. Best Man, we are having oh, oh. fun. This is the most fun. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah.
Okay. Fine, do that. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. All right. All right. No, you're Ari, you're doing great. No, I don't think anyone is. You are. Yeah, I don't think anyone's saying you're not doing great. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It should have been the iguana. Oh, I was gonna no, the next guess was gonna be the iguana. No, you, I wouldn't, just you, wouldn't have, you would not have guessed that because you already asked if it was a reptile. That's the only reason I say this. Oh, that's right. That's you would true. have remembered, you would have remembered and not asked, but that would have I been would have a good one. And for anyone yeah. who hasn't already uh read the comments where I'm sure it's spoiled, Binky is Lavender Brown's bunny. That dies. Oh, yeah. That, that makes Lavender Brown that. think that. Yeah. I just read that. My bad. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So let me think some more. Are there any other classes that I am missing? Flying. Ooh, I don't really. <laughs> I am missing flying, but there aren't any Potions. creatures in that. Astronomy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm starting to. Ooh, mm, you would have. You would have known that, though. You would have known that. I Don't gonna, assume I know about, anything. I'm I'm not that bright. Okay, the unicorn. <laughs> yes, the unicorn is not a magical animal. Oh, right. It's very magical. I that didn't counts, ask that question. No, no, that counts as a question. No. I'm so bad at remembering the thing. You, do, are you How not many? writing them down? No. All right, write them down so that you can see what questions you've asked and the answers. I know what questions I've asked. I just forget. That's the only problem. I just forget in the moment. I know. And write them down. <laughs> you know what, guys? I have a system. My system is I have both hands on my head, on my forehead, pushing my yes. hair up okay. in distress. Have you guessed okay. Crookshanks yet? Uh, yes! <laughs> Shut up! Oh, my God! <laughs> Wait, I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think. Maybe it'll see it's a magical yeah, creature. It's not a reptile, but it's not a plant. It's not the troll. Down there in the thing, we have the devil's snare, but the devil's snare is a plant, and we have established that it is an animal, not a plant. Therefore, I cannot guess the devil's snare. I am just terrified about leaving this round with literally zero points. That's going to really you know, suck if that if, happens. If that happens, and it also happens to me, then it's fine. All right, I'm going to give a hint. It's on the Hogwarts grounds. Okay. It's not in the castle. Well, that's a huge... That's such... I was yeah. considering saying that, too. It's that's such a big hint. hint. You're welcome. It's it's the squid, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's the giant squid. Oh, it's the giant squid. Oh, Maya, obviously. it was too much. Oh, I didn't feel too much. I'm man. sorry, that's, but that's I feel this to be over. So Ari gets five points. <laughs> well done, Ari. Golf clap for you. Five points. Yes. Good job, Ari. All right, now Ari, you. Yes. Thank you. So now Ari, you. It is your turn. All right. You have a thing in your head, and for Ryan to guess what it is. So Ryan, have at it. <laughs> All right. The category is magical vehicle. Magical vehicle. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm tempted to just start guessing vehicles. Just like start naming all of the vehicles I can think of. Uh, but maybe I'll narrow it down a little bit first. Um, is this... Okay, this should this should hopefully narrow it down. Is this a previously muggle vehicle that has been made magical 
uh, that we know of. And to clarify, what I mean by that is like the Hogwarts Express and the Ford Anglia were actually muggle crafted vehicles that were then made magical. Whereas like uh, the carriages that the Thestrals, well, those probably aren't even magical. Maybe I shouldn't even include that in here. Okay. You know, I'll stick with my question. Is this, was this a muggle artifact that was then made magical? Yes. Okay. Um, muggle artifact. Yes. Um, ooh, so um, is this something that uh, is presented to us at the burrow? No. And by, and by that, I mean like first, first presented to us at the burrow. So, so no, no. not presented to us at the burrow. Okay. Um, is, what's that? Wait, wait, wait. I would like to do a... No, 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 no. Go ahead, keep asking. It should be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, so it uh, was previously a muggle artifact, has been made magical, or at least uh, presumably so. Um, we're not introduced to it at the burrow. Are we introduced to it at Hogwarts? No. Oh, Okay. So it's gotta be the night bus. No. Dang. How cool would it have been if I had just gotten it on the fourth guest though? Like totally out of that the would have been pretty cool of you. Okay. Should I should I have narrowed it down more? Sure. But I thought that was a pretty good guess. Okay, so it's not the night bus. Uh, it can't be the Ford Anglia because we're introduced to that at the borough. Uh, it can't be the carriages that are pulled by Thestrals, because those aren't magical. Um, it can't be the boats that get kids across the lock, because those are first from Hogwarts. Uh, it can't be the night bus, because I explicitly asked if it was the night bus. <laughs> um, or the K'night bus, depending on how you choose to pronounce that. Um, so what are some other magical vehicles? Is it reasonably could you reasonably argue that it is uh or sorry could you definitively say that it is living is it a living thing it is currently living so to clarify like the the ford anglia develops sentience because of the magic but i don't yes. think that's a living thing but this is a living thing you can't you can't continue to ask questions unless that's your question. I, unless you're guessing that Ford Anglia. Okay. okay, so it can't be the Ford Anglia. And if it is the Ford Anglia, you're you're wrong. It can't be the Ford Anglia. Um, it is... Did you say yes, it is living? I believe that it is sentient. Uh, okay. All right, that, that's probably, that's the question I should have asked. Is it sentient? It's not what I was trying to get at, but it gives me the same amount of information. So it is mm -hmm. sentient. I, I appreciate that. Um, just to narrow it down, is it a, an animal? No. Okay, so it's not like the dragon or the hippogriff you could argue are magical vehicles because they are used to transport people? One could. Animal, no. Um... 
Animal no sentient yes. Ooh, okay. Um, is it from the first three books? Yes. Okay. Interesting. So I feel like I have to tell you where it was first introduced. Actually, I'm enjoying myself. So Can I do I that? Think, I think we're like you're you're getting there, Ryan. It's being productive, but that would be giving away too much, I think. Yeah. So let's listen to Matthew's question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let me ask okay. more questions. <clears throat> I guess I better just ask, is it the Ford Anglia? Yes, it is the Ford Anglia. Okay, so because where's the Ford Anglia first introduced? At Harry's house when they rescue him. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. duh. <laughs> yeah, Okay. All right. All right. I'm so sorry. Cause that's the only thing that fits yeah. the other questions. So I yes. wasted, that's just me being stupid, wasting a question for, is it introduced to the borough? Because for some reason, yeah, I'm picturing later on when they have the ministry of magic cars, I was just picturing that in my head as the first Weird. time we see the Ford Anglia, which isn't even the Ford Anglia. So it's that not was even just... the right book. Dear bro. listeners, <laughs> dear listeners, uh, I just want you to know uh, we've cut 40 minutes of dialogue out of this episode, and I'm still frazzled by that the 40 minute exchange that we had prior to this yeah, so, question. So I'm please don't be mad at me. I'm so sorry. That was just, that was a very silly mistake on my part. I'm sure you're all bashing your keyboards against your head, wondering why I am uh, hosting a podcast about Harry Potter when I don't even remember the most iconic scene from that entire <laughs> book, which is the rescue um, at the Dursley's house. Um, in so please so, comment below. Uh, all right. Tell everyone your opinion of our general um, knowledge and opinions. We would love to hear um, as long as you, of course, use um, oh, we're, we're scared to hear it. phrasing and, you know, don't, we don't hear it. Um, yes. Please be nice to me. So this brings... Um, okay, so... Yeah, that, so Ari got... Oh, yeah, thank you. I am the moderator. Yes, <laughs> Ari has five points um, from this round, and Ryan has ten points. You asked nine questions, Ryan. So no! this brings us to... I oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. right Hold now Ari is twenty four Ryan is twenty seven points and now we're moving on. Uh, I'm sorry, how many how many questions did you I ask? Asked nine. That? I crossed all the other ones with the other thing. So I have only I have only I I have only eight questions that I asked: Muggle artifacts, mm-hmm. the Burrow, Hogwarts, mm-hmm. Nightbus, Sentient, Animal, first three books, Ford Anglia. I feel like you asked the night bus. Okay, then you have eleven points. I did. I did ask the night bus. That's yes, that is yes, here. Yes. I have that written okay, down. Okay, so eleven points. So then that brings R twenty four, Ryan twenty eight. So it's still quite close. There's always there's been. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So now that brings us to the final round. Round five is Thestral Theater. Ari and Ryan will be assigned <laughs> characters in a scenario <clears throat> and must improvise a scene. At the end, 10 points will be distributed among the two of them. So I came up with the scenario and the characters. So Ari, you are Luna Lovegood. Ryan, you are yep. Moaning Myrtle. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Who is Ryan? Who is Ryan? Moaning. Moaning yes. Myrtle. Luna. Oh. I was going to say, I'm so jealous that you get to be Luna Lovegood, but I get to be Moaning Myrtle. So oh, goodness. Luna, yes. Luna <laughs> is in her first year and has attended Hogwarts for less than a week. She goes to the second floor girl's bathroom and meets Moaning Myrtle. Let's, let's begin. Scene. Luna enters the bathroom. <laughs> she, so Luna has been at Hogwarts. It's yes, her first year at Hogwarts. Okay. Before, mm-hmm. hasn't heard of her. And now you're in the bathroom. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and scene. And scene. <sighs> oh! Uh, hello. Hello. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you a... <laughs> Are you a... Are you okay? Are you okay? No, I'm distraught. Oh no. <laughs> Tell me, why are you distraught, poor ghost? <laughs> Some jerk and was mean to me 50 years ago. Oh no. <laughs> That's horrible. Would you like would you like some chocolate? Oh, wait, you're a ghost. Ghost! <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Oh. I'm sorry. You're so cruel. How dare you come here just to pick on me? Offer me chocolate oh, no. like I could eat I it. I can't That's even eat I it. Here. I came here to clear the clear the bathroom of Nargles. Of Nargles? That's not even a real thing. Why, of course it's a real thing. Anyways, I figured about myself to clear the entire school of Nargles. I'm a ghost. The bathrooms. I'm a ghost who exists in a wizarding school, and even I don't think Nargles exists. <laughs> I understand. A lot of people are questioning of their existence, but that's okay. I don't know how to progress this scene, so I'm gonna go into the toilet. Plunk. Well, it was it was nice to meet you, who whoever you are. Um, I'll just clear out the noggles then, shall I? Right. Goodbye, Mrs. Ghost. Okay. <laughs> that was truly improvised. Oh, uh, do you think it was uh, obvious no, or? It was improvised, and that's what I was thinking. Audience, dear audience, dear listeners, uh, whom I love and I'm sure have enjoyed this podcast thus far, I, I hope yes. that was the highlight of the podcast for you. Uh, yes, <laughs> you guys get fifty-fifty points. So Ari gets five points. Ryan gets five points. There we go. Oh, thank oh, you. That's so kind. Thank you. So, uh, so what so, are what are the, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. I think I said this earlier on in the mm-hmm. podcast, so I should point this out again real quick. Um, what are the cats? Cats? The, the cat-like creatures that can, like, sense motives and that, um, that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that what's-her-face breeds. What are those cats called? They are suspicious of everyone because we all nope. have terrible motives. Um, no, uh, I 
Nope. There, there's a, there's a word for it. I'm not sure what we're discussing at the moment. <laughs> the, 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 the cat-like magical creatures from Harry Measle. Potter Measle. that aren't Measles! Measles! Thank you. Okay. Oh, see, that makes sense. Audience, audience, dear listener, I apologize for everyone who has who has gone to the comments section to tell me how silly I am for accidentally calling Crookshanks half Nargle. I did, in fact, mean half measle. I hope you can see. Yes. Now, now I understand. However, is that is that not true? Because wouldn't that still make Crooks that would make Crookshanks a magical creatures? Then okay. Oh, I guess it would. Or or half magical, (laughs) half blood. Um, Yes. So that means that we are at the end of the episode. Art has twenty nine points, and Ryan has thirty three points. However, the game continues. There are 10 more points up for grabs, and you need to tell us where they go. Join our Facebook group where you can vote for your favorite competitor, vote for your favorite so they can have a chance to be the Biowizard Champion at the end of the season. A link is in the description box below. Yes. Help Ari get a few more points above Ryan, or help Ryan just keep on trucking. So we'll announce the current scores at the top of the next episode. And now one of the competitors like to speak, say something, now that I've been talking. Dear listeners, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us on our first ever Rapello Muggleton podcast. There were some ups and there were lots of downs. <laughs> just some, just and some. There was, and there was a lot of stuff that was kind of in the middle. But all in all, I think we had a great time and I love that we have started this and I cannot wait to see how y'all vote in our Facebook group. And I will see you next time. I would also like to thank you from the bottom of Ari's heart. Uh, and I hope that you guys tune in um, next week when we will have uh, another fantastic episode of our game show here, our by wizard tournament. Um, I do also want to say if you enjoyed this um, and you would like to go on over to our Patreon uh, and help support us so that we can keep doing this, keep making more episodes, um, maybe get like better mics and stuff so that the, the quality is a little bit better for your listening enjoyment. Um, and also just, just help us so that we can continue to do this, uh, continue to provide hopefully some funny um, and thought-provoking content about the Harry Potter world that we all love so much. Uh, thank you, guys. Okay, so Mischief Manage, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.